Someone untied your camel. This is from The Gift, poems by Hafiz, the great Sufi master. I cannot sit still with my countrymen in chains. I cannot act mute, hearing the world's loneliness, crying near the beloved's heart. My love for God is such that I could dance with him tonight without you, but I would rather have you there. Is your caravan lost? It is, if you no longer weep from gratitude or happiness, or weep from being cut deep with the awareness of the extraordinary beauty that emanates from the most simple act and common object. My dear, is your caravan lost? It is if you can no longer be kind to yourself and loving to those who must live who must live with the sometimes difficult task of loving you. At least come to know that someone untied your camel last night, for I hear its gentle voice calling for God in the desert. At least come to know that Hafiz will always hold a lantern with galaxies blooming inside, and that I always will guide your soul to the divine warmth and exhilaration of our beloved's tent. That's a good one. <laughs> like it. How would you like to start today? Hmm? Would you want to start today? Sure. I guess we're doing something different. That was a good point because something that's been on my mind all last night in meditation and this morning is really that yearning, that calling from inside, that if we are sensitive and aware and paying attention to what is taking place inside, we're going to feel it. We're going to be drawn into it. And that yearning is really the soul yearning to go home, longing to go home, longing to go back to its true origin, to its true place where it began. The way that we get in touch with that yearning, if we aren't, is by meditating and allowing ourselves to begin to withdraw our attention from the world. Right now, a lot of people in the world are yearning for things in the world, longing for things in the world, chasing after things in the world, thinking that somehow that's going to solve their problem, answer the loneliness, or whatever it might be. But in truth, it is only because the soul is trapped in the mind that it is searching into the world through the mind for solution, for answer. The true answer and the true solution for our soul, not for the body, but for our soul, is in God. Some of us are here because we have sensed and known the yearning, the longing for God, maybe all this lifetime, maybe the last ten years, maybe the last five minutes. I don't know. And some of us are here because we're tired of the world. We're tired of how the world continues to 
to beat us up and point fingers at us or whatever it might be. And so we want something different. We want something to change. We don't want to do it the same old way anymore. The true answer to all of it is to connect to the loving. Connect to the loving inside. But to the true loving that is of the soul and not the love that is of the human physical nature. The human physical nature love is of the world. And this body consciousness and all that goes with it does love the world because it is of the world. And it loves its nature and it loves its, its source. And it longs to be in its source and active in its source and return to its source. But the soul is not of this creation. It is of spirit. And the spirit is what is lonely. The spirit is what is longing. The spirit is what is searching for, for truth, for understanding, for wisdom, for loving. For what? What is it that you are searching for in your life? If we can begin to get in touch with those simple facts, those simple truths, of what's really taking place inside of us, it'll make our spiritual journey a lot easier. Because we can begin to let go of all those illusions, all those things that distract us from that simplicity. The spiritual journey is so simple. The physical journey is not. In case you haven't figured that out yet, I might just tell you. <laughs> <laughs> At least my physical journey hasn't been so simple. Maybe somebody has, has had a simple one, but I don't know of anyone so much. But the spiritual journey truly is a simple journey. It's an inward and upward journey. It's a sit down, close your eyes, lie down, close your eyes, and hold your attention inside and begin to allow yourself to wake up to the simple truth of who you are as soul and wake up to the simple truth of the loving that is your soul and begin to allow yourself to live that more than all the other. And when I say it's a simple truth and a simple way and a simple action, it is. But then we deal with the complexities of this world. Spirit is one focus. Spirit is one action. Spirit is one. But the physical universe has many different actions, many different desires and needs and directions and wants, and it disperses the energy so quickly from the oneness into the many. And it's for us to begin to detach ourselves from those many distractions, those many callings into the world, and to begin to attach ourselves to that truth of who we are as soul and attach that soul back to its own source, which is God. Not the world. The world is not home for the soul. The world is not the source by which the soul will be fulfilled. The home of the soul is the heart of God.
And the thing that will fulfill the soul is God's loving. And the easiest way to get God's loving into your life, active, present, ongoing, is to begin to hold your focus in loving God. The one thing I learned very early on is if you want something in your life, you've got to create space for it. I remember when I was a kid, and Christmas was coming, and we didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't get a lot of gifts, but I would always get one. And it was up to me to begin to create a space in myself and in my parents and my, in my home for that gift that I wanted. And I learned very quickly that just because I know what I want doesn't mean my parents know what I want. And I can remember just feeling that surely they knew what I wanted and they would get it, only to find under the Christmas tree something totally different. And it was nice, but it wasn't what I wanted. So I realized I was going to have to lay out hints. I was going to have to give my parents hints of what it was I wanted under the tree. And so I had to create a space for this gift to come into my life. I had to create a space inside myself of really discerning what it was I wanted and then holding in, in myself what I wanted, envisioning it, living into it, believing into it. And I also had to invite my parents to live into that vision. Laying hints, cutting out things from a magazine and putting it in my room on my bed. I didn't lay it out directly and go, here's what I want. I would lay it on my bed and when my mom would come in to change the sheets or whatever, she'd see it and go, oh, I wonder if that's what he wants for Christmas. And then somewhere in the conversation between Thanksgiving and Christmas, my mom or my dad would say, well, have you decided what you want for Christmas yet? And I'd go, well... Yeah, I think so, but I'm not real sure yet, or I'd, whatever I would say. And one of them would say, well, what about this, and what about that? And then they'd name what I wanted. And I'd go, oh, yeah, I would like that. That would be nice. And I'd realize they got the hit. <laughs> and I began to apply that to my spiritual practice. I realized if I want God in my life, I've got to create space in my life for God. I've got to invite God in. And so what I did is in my meditations or in my prayers then when I was a child, I would just begin to invite God into my life daily. Just invite God in. But I found that I had to create space for God to come into my life. My life was focused in the world, going to school and doing this and doing that and friends across the street or whatever. And I had to create a space for God in my life, a place for God in my life. And how I did that was, one, I spent time every day talking with God in prayer, in a focused conversation. After I got home from school, I would not do my homework first. I would go and have a conversation with God first. And before I went to sleep at night, I sit up on the floor, and I didn't sit and lay in bed because I'd go to sleep. 
I'd get up out of bed once my mom and dad tucked me in, and I would sit on the floor, and I'd have a conversation with God before I'd go to sleep. And for me, that was a way to begin to create space in my life for God and to invite God in. And it began to truly work. It took time. Just like everything in this creation takes time. It doesn't happen instantly. But it does happen if we will do it regularly, giving it time, giving it opportunity, and giving it space to manifest. So by doing my daily prayer, talking with God, sharing with God, and inviting God in, soon I began to find a movement taking place inside of me. And that movement began to manifest itself as a longing, a longing for God. I didn't know what it was at first, and I didn't have a term longing for God on it. But it was touching into that place where I felt empty and that I wanted to fill up with something. And when it touched into that empty place, it began to stir something inside of me, a loving, a loving for God. But at first it was just a loving I didn't have a direction on it. I didn't have an understanding or meaning on it. But it was something that was stirring inside. Once I began to move that energy into expression, trying to find what to do with it, I realized very quickly it had to do with my prayer and my inviting God in. And I realized that what I was sensing was This was God coming into my life. This stirring, this loving, this longing. And so I began to go with it. I began to connect into that stirring, into that loving, into that longing. And I began to share with God what was given to me, what I felt was being given to me and filling me up. I began to give it back to God. And that began a true conversation with God. Up until then, it was more me talking to God, at God, with God, but not really in a true give and receive flow. But once I began to move the loving that was already inside of me and that was being given to me, and giving it back to God, I found that something truly profound happened. All my longing, all my need, all my want of things in the world began to dissipate. And I mean, when you're seven, eight years old, you don't have a lot of longing and need and want of the world. But when you're seven and eight years old, there is a lot of things you do need and want and and go after. But I found that even those things began to dissipate and they weren't important. And I found I wanted to spend more time in this conversation with God than I did involved in the world. And it was by responding to that inner pull, that inner call, 
that allowed me to truly connect into a flow where God began to come into my invitation, come into that space that I was creating inside and share with me and be with me. And I could go and be in God and with God. And it was a very simple process. I didn't have a lot of barriers put up inside of me by the world, by religion, to stop the action. So it was very easy for me to connect into it. I did not have a lot of belief systems working against this action. And that I was very blessed and fortunate with. So in this, I began to spend more and more time. And that's the key to this action for all of us, is to spend the time. I can remember back when I first heard about initiation having to do with the sacred names. And at that time, it was about a pathway called Mat. And in their teachings, they asked for two hours, two and a half hours of meditation. And yeah, I prayed, and I prayed a lot in my childhood, in my teens. But I didn't pray two and a half hours. And when I heard that, I thought, wow, two and a half hours. But I thought, okay, I'll try. I'll give it a try. And so I started setting some time up again in my life where I had that opportunity. Well, by now, I was out of high school and working. And so I would get up very early in the morning to do my, my, my talk with God. I would do some in the evening as I went to sleep. But doing two and a half hours at a time, I had to readjust my time to do that. So I sat down and began to do what I felt would be a good meditation, not having initiation yet, not having the name of God to meditate on, <clears throat> but with that goal in mind, to begin to set up a place inside, a new invitation with God, to have a deeper relationship than I have been having in pursuit of and preparing for and doing initiation and receiving the sacred name and going even further with that. And I can remember sitting down, boy, do I remember sitting down that first day to do this thing called meditation and not just prayer. And I remember reading that meditation and prayer are two different actions. Prayer is talking with God, but meditation is being with God or searching for God. And so I began a new action of seeking God, seeking God in a new way. And I'd already found God in many ways, but there was something yet deeper that I was longing for. And I didn't know what it was. But even in all the years that I'd been having my conversations with God, 
There was still something more that I was longing for inside. Not in the world, but inside. I was doing the world. I was fulfilling things in the world too. But they weren't the things that were my fulfillment, my true fulfillment. So as I began to do this meditation, this first evening, I started it in an evening, I sat there, and I was used to sitting for an hour easily and praying, talking with God, maybe even an hour and a half. And I remember I reached this point, and I don't know how long I had been sitting there talking inside, I reached this point where all of a sudden I realized, oh, you know what? I'm back in my conversation with God. I sat down with a whole different intention, and then all of a sudden, something must have shifted, and I went back into an old pattern that I didn't want to be doing anymore. I wanted to do a new one. So I began to refocus myself into the new pattern, and as soon as I did, I came up against a wall of resistance. And I went, what's this? There was a wall of resistance that rose up and stood between me and God, having to do with doing this new pattern, this new way, this new action. So for many days after that, I would find myself flipping back and forth between my conversation and this new action with God called meditation. And then one day I realized what the resistance was. That somehow I had not equated meditation as an action of loving God. I had thought it to be something different. Seeking God. And I'd made an intention of seeking God. Well, guess what? In all my time of my prayer, I had already found God in many ways inside. I had already developed a relationship. I had already developed a connection. I had already developed a movement of loving with God and loving God and God loving me and we having a relationship in that way. But in my action of looking and finding out about this this meditation practice, I had made my conversation with God in a sense wrong or not enough or not the right action. So all of a sudden I realized that what I was doing in this new meditation was not loving God. It was seeking God. Now have you ever sought something? Have you ever really sought something? Usually for me, when I'm seeking something, it's a mental action. Where is it? How am I going to find it? How do I get there? What is it I really am seeking? Is this really what I want? And that's what I was doing. I was seeking, and it had become a mental action, and that was the resistance. The mind was up and blocking the movement of loving that had been coming in from God and me giving to God. 
So suddenly I realized, you know, I'm just going to stop the seeking and I'm going to continue doing the loving. Because God's already present. What am I seeking God for if God's already present? I'm just going to enter back into the loving and do the loving. But I'm not going to do it in conversation anymore. I'm not going to sit down with with God every day and say, oh, well, talk to so-and-so today, and this happened, and this was great, and, and have a conversation. I didn't want to do prayer in the sense of asking God for things, because that's not what prayer is. Prayer isn't really about asking of God, but sharing with God in some form. So I stopped having a conversation with God, and I just started focusing on loving God more and more and more and more, and opening to receive God's loving more and more and more. And the moment I got out of the conversation and moved into the true flow of loving fully is the moment I began to understand what true meditation is about. Now, If we have never meditated before, but we have a longing, a yearning, and we don't know what it's about, but we've been trying to fill it up with things in the world, then we might want to refocus our action of seeking into the world to fulfill whatever that is we're longing and put that search elsewhere on God. And then truly the meditation is a seeking to see if that is your fulfillment, if that is going to fill that void inside. But for me, in the way that we share it here, is don't seek it mentally. Don't dwell upon it in that way, but rather seek it by sharing love Share your love with God and prepare a place for God to come and visit inside. What does that mean? How do you prepare a place for God to come and visit inside? The way you do that is by going inside that place where God and you are one. And that's the seat of the soul. By holding our attention inward and upward, above the mind and into the center of the very heart of ourself, the spiritual heart of the soul, and putting loving there and building loving there, we are creating a place where God can come present once again in our own soul. The soul is God's loving in action. But it has gotten distracted by the mind, trapped up in the mind in the world, and has lost sight of its true essence, its true purpose, and its true direction. By once again holding our focus inward and upward and begin to hold our attention here at the seat of the soul, we begin a new journey and a new action. And that is 
creating a space where God can come and visit. That's how I always would word it back then. It's to prepare a table, David said. I prepare a table for you. So inside, I would prepare a place where God was welcome to come. And I created the space inside by letting go of the world in that moment, but also of giving my loving that was in that place to God and then create, create a space in that action for God to come in. Now, I'm putting all my words on all this. It's up to you to find yours and to find your action and your way. And maybe it's not creating the place. Maybe it's finding the place. But I created the place by loving. By connecting to the loving and sharing the loving. And opening to receive God in as loving. And the more I would do this, the easier my meditation would get and the longer in time it would become without struggle, without effort. And any time I got distracted, I just went back into the center and said, I love you, Lord, and I give this distraction up to you. I do not want anything standing between you and me. I love you and I'm going to stay focused on you. And then I'd be looking back down again, looking at what I was just giving up to God. Realizing, well, I didn't give it up to God yet. I'm still holding on to it. Okay, God, here it is again. One of these days I'll really let go of it. I don't want it to stand between you and me. I do want to be in the loving with you. Please assist me with this. And the more I gave it up, the more that yearning, that longing inside became my focus. I began to really, truly feel this stirring, this longing, this yearning, whatever you might call it, inside growing and growing and growing. And then one day I realized That's my soul just wanting to go back to its source. That's me wanting to go back to my source. And then my new focus was, I'm coming home, Lord. I'm coming home. I'm going to do what it takes to come home. I'll stay in the body and I'll do the world and I'll enjoy the world. I'll participate here. But I also want to have that doorway open and I want to have that pathway before me that I can walk and come home every day and be with you in loving and you with me in loving here so that I can participate in this world in loving and enjoy and not in stress and struggle. And so one thing I found that was very important in this action 
had two, two actions to it. One was always a question that I had that was ever before me. What is my intention today? What is my intention with this meditation? What is the intention in this moment? And two, where is my attention this day? Where is my attention in this action? Where is my attention in this moment? And I began to pay attention to those two elements of my life, my intention and my attention. 